Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, good to be with you. We eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, smoke the fine cigars here at Blend Bar Cigar. What's the matter? You need a lozenge? No. A Ricola? My voice is... Oh, dude, man. A little, little... I do six hours of radio a day. I've been doing more and more TV hits all the time. We've got the podcast, and there's the weather changes. Dude, this is the time of year where my voice gets a little... A little uh, throatier, a little sexier, a little let's play it late night when nobody's looking. You know? Tea? Real gray? No, no. uh, A little bit of throat coat. I saw throat coat open for Oaktown 357. Honestly, if your voice is ever bothering you, throat coat is an actual tea. It's it's fantastic. When I did the voiceover for Militant Normals, written by Kurt Schlichter, I did the voice. I did the audiobook for that. I got introduced to throat coat. Unbelievable. Now, it's stupid because it's only the throat. It's not actually the vocal cords that it's affecting. But it does make you does make you feel better. But my, my throat's kind of awesome. That's Fingers Malloy, if I didn't say. He's the one Sorry. mocking my voice. Apologize. Which is sexy, and you're welcome. Blend Bar Cigar is where we record Indianapolis, Indiana. I want to get to this Tommy Lahren $50,000 ring story. Oh. Because people are ridiculous. And they're shameful, and they're ridiculous, and stop it. There are plenty of things to which you could say about somebody. I think they're wrong. I disagree with them. I think they're silly. This one, you're making it up. And people, I hate the people who make it up. No need for it. Don't waste your time. But I want to start with the drink. And for the drink, uh, we, went with, we, we went scotch. We went, uh, now, Glenmorangi, Glenmorangi. I can never pronounce it. This, Marmalade? No, that's not it. That's oh. not it. This is the Nectar d'Or. This is a 12-year-old. This is a beautiful, beautiful gold in terms of the look and in the bottle. It's a lovely, lovely uh, hue. The nose is a bit of vanilla and honey, a bit of floral. As opposed to some of the other scotches, sometimes you'll get that, the deep peats, the deep mosses on the nose. There's none of that. This is delightful. This is light. This is almost on the nose refreshing uh, in a way. And I got to admit, I used to be more of a scotch guy, but scotch interferes with my cigar. So this is a rare moment to be combining it. We're combining it with an incredible, incredible smoke from Davidoff. You'll catch that coming up. Um, but I usually stay away from it. I stick with bourbons with cigars because they don't compete with each other. They complement each other. But when you get the peat and, and, and the moss in there, that ashy kind of feel competes with a cigar. I never wanted that. So I really gave up on, on scotch. This is uh, different right here. Uh, you're going to get uh, lime and orange zest on, on the palate and a bit of pepper to the back. So we, we do it as we always do. We do it neat. And then uh, we, we bring it. Uh, to to a rock if we need to. Now this is is this forty five percent alcohol by by volume, so it's ninety proof, I believe it is. And this is twelve years uh, aged, is is what we got going on. I just I wanted something a little bit different, and lo and behold, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, BlendBarCigar.com, uh, delivered. You ready? I'm ready. You ready? Here we go. Let let's see if this helps my my voice, my sexy throaty. How you doing? Kind of voice. Hold on, here we go. Mm. <coughs> Ooh. Okay. A touch of a burn on the tongue. It hit me a little bit going down. It's a touch of warmth in the chest is where I'm at. Um it's it's a little watery going down. Not, I'm not saying it's bad. I actually like it quite a bit. This is not the hard-hitting bourbons that we've been doing over the past uh, few weeks, Fingers. This is very, very light. Very, very uh, easy. Um, it's 46% alcohol by volume, so it's a 92 proof. So it's, a, it's pretty easy on, on the proof side. It's a very simple. It is floral. It is a, it is a touch citrusy. Not, it's not overly... It's not syrupy at all. I'm getting the the floral notes. I'm getting the citrus notes. Uh, And I'm very hesitant to put this on a rock. I'm enjoying this. Neat. Yeah, I'm totally putting it on a rock because I want to see. Like, so you would rather just do this chilled maybe, but not not watered down. Mm. We haven't done a lot of scotches. No. I purposely avoid them. I admit we should. It, a question that's been asked, when are we going to get into other stuff? We want to get into mixed drinks, Manhattans, Rob Roy's, uh, Gimlet's, things like that. Really start uh, 
appreciating where those drinks come from and, and, and what they mean. And yeah, we should get into a little bit more of scotch. This is not typical. That's, that's how I would say. If, if you're thinking about scotch as, uh, you know, scotch, this is not it. This is absolutely, positively not it. Do we have a price point for this? I'm, I'm actually searching, and I don't have a, a good one. Um, maybe, maybe in that, see, I'm seeing a couple different prices here. Uh, let, me see, let me see if I can find a good one. Because I'm seeing 60 and I'm seeing 130. I was going to say, I would assume, I mean, when you're getting into that age, 12-year-old scotch, this isn't something you're going to spend $15 a bottle on. No, no, no. No, it's no, going to no. be, it's no, gonna this, be a little this pricey. Is not, this is not a 50. This is a 12-year-old. Yeah. This is a 12-year-old scotch. Uh, this is, it's nice. It's just uh, 75 bucks. 75 bucks a, a, a bottle. It's a nice scotch. It is not hard-hitting at all. It's just not. But um, you're, you don't seem pleased. I think you're trying to force yourself to like it. No, no, not at all. I'll tell you if I don't like something. Uh, listen, I freely admit, I've, this is probably only the third scotch or fourth scotch I've ever had in my life. I'm not a big really? scotch person. Uh, in so, all the things you've done and drank? Really? You know, I've always just gravitated towards uh, bourbon and, you know, listen, I... My whiskey, things like whiskey. that? You know, it was Jack Daniels for a long time, you know, in my early 20s and kind of stuck to that. I, You know, something... You know, this is very fancy for me, a 12-year-old scotch. It isn't something that I would normally go to the bar and order. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. I, I I don't know. Well, now I have to try it on the cube just because I said uh, I wasn't going to. But now I'm curious as to what it'll be like on a cube. Right. Do do that. I want to get to this Tommy Laren story here. Uh, I have no issue with Tommy Laren over there at Fox News. Before that, The Blaze. Before that, One America News Network. I don't always agree with her. I think she has said some things that are completely and totally ridiculous and and embarrassing. I think she has said some things that many other people have said. I don't describe her as a thought leader, but I would definitely describe her as somebody who really is unafraid. They're going to put something out there. They're going to put their name out there. They're going to put their idea out there. And they take the hits that come with it. And man, like Energizer Bunny, she just keeps banging it through. She's now with Fox News. She has the show on Fox Nation. And she, she brings out in people these almost insane feelings. It's, it's, it's like Nickelback. It's like for some reason you got to hate her. So I, you, <laughs> I think that's the headline we get out of this podcast. Tony Katz compares Tommy Laren to Nickelback. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get yelled at for that. But I'm not comparing her to Nickelback. Know, I'm describing it. Oh, I'm so screwed. <laughs> so the story is she's getting engaged. Or she got engaged. She's engaged to some guy named Brandon Frick. F-R-I-C-K-E. I don't know the dude at all. And the story is, for whatever reason it's a story, that the fiancé, Brandon, spent $50,000 on her Good ring Lord. and put it on his American Express card. He's a congressional candidate. Okay. He's a congressional candidate, so it's on his, on his expenditures... That he might have spent $50,000 on this ring. A couple of things in here. And none of it has anything to do with Tommy Lahren. None of it. If you don't have the 50000 in cash, you don't buy a $50,000 ring. I don't care who you are. I don't care where you're from. I don't care who she is. I don't care who you are. If you do not have the $50,000, you do not spend $50,000 on a ring. And for that, this couple should immediately stop being engaged and rethink everything. Everything. Everything and anything. Because if he went 50 grand in the hole for her ring, this cannot be a good marriage. This is a cartoon. And this isn't about Tommy Lahren. This is about all those couples out there where it's like, oh, oh, if you're going to get me a ring, it has to be this big. It has to be that much. What are you, crazy? The ring is what matters? If the ring's what matters and the marriage isn't, like you don't know this is one of my ultimate hot button issues. These people who focus on the wedding and not focus on the marriage. Right. It, this this sitcom garbage idea of how it's about oh happy wife happy life <laughs> how dare you <laughs> and I say this to everybody I say this to the women listening to the men listening if you are in a marriage that is happy wife happy life honestly you need to reconsider the whole damn thing 
Happy for to the sake of what? Your own misery. Well, the wife shouldn't reconsider things. Apparently, if she's got the the is, husband, hand, you know, pretty much uh, holding the purse the entire time. This is that. This is nonsense. But that's not a marriage. That's what. What is that? That's some sitcom garbage. You're married to uh, a, an administrative assistant, is what you are. You're. You got him. Is there a marriage administrative assistant? That's what we should call the husband that walks around saying "Happy wife, happy life." It's if you're not happy, what what's the point? What are you doing? Is the point is she's supposed to be happy to the point of your complete and total misery to the point of you have to spend fifty thousand dollars on a ring? Did you not discuss? Hey, I don't have fifty thousand dollars to spend on a ring, and if that's what matters to you, there are other guys out there. Well, I, I will say this. I mean, one of the things that you probably should. Consider before you marrying some um, before you marry someone is uh, their their track record with credit and money. If you can uh, get an American Express card that will give you a fifty thousand dollar credit limit, you probably have a good FICO score, Tony. I'm not. <laughs> the That's question awful. is, it his credit score? <laughs> the question is, why is he doing it? Now, I accept the fact that all couples are different. And their deal is different, and their situation is different, and how they do things is different. I'm a believer that the only way marriage works is two people against the world. If it's not the two of you, whoever the two of you are against the world, if that is not the mindset going in, you have no shot. If the mindset is the two of you against each other, it's ridiculous. You're doing it wrong. And I'm not, I'm not here to agree to disagree. I'm telling you. You're doing it wrong because how could it possibly be possible? Including that that the works? kids, right? I mean, at the, which part? because sometimes kids want to pit their parents against each other. You have to have that ironclad agreement with your spouse that listen. Have you have you encountered that? I've encountered couples like okay. That, especially. You haven't encountered oh, that no, personally because no, no, I have not encountered that personally. But it's, it's and it's God forbid, especially if you're going through a divorce. You know, you 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 see it where where kids as they get older will try to get a better deal from one parent over the other. Ugh. And, and it, it, of course, I guess all bets are, or all deals are off when right. you consider a, a divorce. But uh, but I've seen it where, you know, you, you, you have kids that will will try to get one parent to go along. And, and if the parents aren't unified saying, hey, listen, we, we're a unified front with the kids, then that leads to trouble, too. So I, I can't comment on, on the divorce stuff. Thankfully, I've never been through it, and hopefully never, ever will. I'm a pretty happy guy. But this, I want to get back to this $50,000 sure. ring because people are talking about it because it's Tommy Laren. It's not cool just to hate on Tommy Laren. It's dumb. It doesn't make any sense. Let's take somebody else in, in news media, Chris Cuomo, right, CNN. I don't hate on Chris Cuomo because he's Chris Cuomo. I listen to the things he says, and then I respond with proper laughter. Right. Right? Proper, dear Lord, what is it that you're talking about? The whole Fredo thing. He deserves to be called Fredo for a while. He could not have be clowned himself more in that situation. That's about the thing that has happened. I don't know Chris Cuomo on a personal level. I don't know if the dude's a good friend or a good guy. What, what am I supposed to do with the information? These people who are be clowning... Uh, Tommy Lyron, they don't know a damn thing about this girl. I don't understand on the right. That's what I don't get. I don't. I, I get the heat from the left, right? But the heat from that she gets from the right, I, I feel like so much of it is just it just boils down to jealousy. There's you think there's a lot. Is there a lot of? I think there. I'm now thinking about it. Oh, there is. There are plenty of people. You think it's jealousy? I think so. The money, the look, the, the, what? All of it. The 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 money, the the look. Uh, the fame? Yeah, and like you said earlier, okay, and this is no knock on her because I feel the same way about myself. Nobody's waking up in the morning if something happens in China or something and thinks immediately, I wonder what Tommy Lahren's take is on this. That's true. Tommy Lahren, is, she's a weather vane in the movement. Wherever the wind is blowing, that you know where, where, where the talking points are, she is part of that messaging. And there's nothing wrong with that. But for some reason, she really rubs... Some on the right, especially content providers, the wrong way. And I think a lot of it is, okay, listen, she's hot. God bless her for that. Yeah. She's got a, 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 an appears to be a great career going. She's got a, a fashion line, I guess. She's got, uh, she wrote, a, you know, at least one book. Um, she's got a good thing going at Fox News. And a lot of people on the right, 
who may be jealous are, are looking at that going, oh, she doesn't saying that she doesn't deserve it. And hey, more power to her. She's out there creating content. And like you said, she's putting her neck out there, you know, uh, saying things that uh, sometimes get her in, gets her in trouble. I am an actual conservative. I don't think I've ever shied away from that. I mean, we do talk politics on the show, but I don't ever like to get politics in a way that kind of keeps people out. If you disagree with me, I'm cool with that. And and, and I'm just giving a, a point of view and hopefully backing it up uh, pr- pretty well. Um, just because somebody else does well doesn't mean I can't. Yeah. The pie is not finite. The pie is infinite. I, I think that's conservatism 101, right? It's not that because someone else does well, you do less well. That's a that's a whole different philosophy that, that doesn't exist for the conservative. And if you're a conservative who thinks that because this person's doing well, somehow you're going to do less well or you're, it's tougher, tougher for you, that's, that's silly. You just got to find your way, find your mark, find your moment. But I want to get back to this $50,000 ring. I keep veering you off. I'm sorry. No, no, no. It's, I find the idea of spending $50,000 on a ring when you can't afford it insane. Insane. But you take a look at how much this fiance makes, you got to assume she makes more money. That she makes more money than, than he does. Okay. So is it possible that she bought the ring? Sure. Okay. Is that a problem? Zero. Zero if she can afford it, and zero if that's how they worked it out. There are no rules. I, so we're clear. The only rule I ever have when it comes to men and women and I'm not talking about couples. I'm talking about men and women. If I am at the table and I'm, I'm having a meeting, if there's a woman at the table, I pick up the tab. Absolutely, positively, without question. The only time I don't is when it's a business meeting and I know there's some kind of company card involved. In which case, I'll allow that to take place. What if it's but, a guy who identifies as a woman? Stop. <laughs> stop. I can't keep up. Because I, 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 that's just how it works. That's how I do things. I don't apologize for it. I just don't let women pick up a tab. And if you want to call me a sexist, feel free. Just let me know who you are first so I don't pick up your tab. That's, I'll pick up every other tab, though. I'm totally happy to do it. But if they as a couple decided this is what they wanted to do, whether I disagree with it or not, I'm entitled to that opinion, and I do, but that's on them. If he did this... Knowing that he would go into hock, into debt on it, that's ridiculous. Well, here's the other thing that people aren't bringing up, and I've seen a lot of speculation for some reason about this ring. You know, we don't know what kind of family he comes from. Maybe he's from family money, and it, that he had the cash before he started whatever political career he has. Uh, and he could easily afford the ring. We don't know that. You know, it's it's so much easier just to pull out a credit card and buy and then pay it later. It, for, hey, what kind of money do you have to have access to to be able to get a $50,000 credit line on an American Express? Well, it's not a credit line. It's just, it's, it's whatever. What is it? I mean, there's no credit line on American Express. There isn't? No. There's no credit line on American Express. You just buy. And then you pay it off at the end of the, at the, end of the month. Oh, see, I, did, I thought American Express was just like no. any other credit card. Nope. It's not like Visa or, or, or MasterCard. You know who would be a great sponsor of this show? <laughs> American Express, when you just need that bourbon or cigar, American Express. So I could go, if, if I qualify for an American Express card, I could go buy a car with an American Express card? Um, within reason, I believe you can. And maybe it's different American Express cards allow you different things. And there's one of them, I think, that is actually acts like a, a credit card. But no, normally it's just a way to pay, and then you, make, then, then you pay it off. Oh, wow. That's, that's how it works. Now, when I have Diners bu- Club. <laughs> Doesn't work that way with Diners Club. <laughs> Now, at Backbone Bourbon, you don't need an American Express card. <laughs> Although you can use one, you just pick up some of the great bourbon that's out there. Proud sponsor of the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast, Backbone Bourbon. Uh, you got to check out the Bone Dry Gin. You know, we talk about the, the, the prime and the uncut bourbon, and of course, my favorite, the Bone Snapper Rye. But the Bone Dry Gin is just terrific. I mean, y- you might think, all right, I'm not a gin person. You don't, you don't even know if you're a gin person. Start here. Start with Bone Dry Gin. From Backbone Bourbon. Get that smell of juniper and be like, whoo I got to put that down. And then take a breath and then do it again. And then do it one more time and take a sip and realize you don't taste the juniper. You smell it. What you taste is something far, 
more complex and enjoyable and no juniper in the taste. The nose is kind of beguiling in that way. You're going to love it. And then you're going to realize, wait a second, there's a lot I can do with gin that I can mix with gin and really enjoy. And you might find you're just somebody who is gin on the rocks. That's who you are. But with Backbone Bourbon, incredible distillers here in Indiana, out of Kentucky, and they do great work. They've been great to this podcast. They're going to be great to you. So go to your local liquor store. And ask for it by name, Backbone Bourbon, the, the Prime and the, and the Uncut Bourbon, the Bone Snapper Rye, and of course, the Bone Dry Gin. Tell them you heard about it on the Eat, Drink, Smoke podcast. That's the thing to do. By the way, if you haven't subscribed, iTunes, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Eat, Drink, Smoke, five-star review, get that done, get that going, write a review, and make that happen. But make sure you get your Backbone Bourbon. My only point is Tommy Laren. I don't, I don't look to her. I don't. But she doesn't bother me when she says something daft. Like we, if we say anyone says something daft, we're going to talk about it. She doesn't get any type of special consideration because she's Tommy Laren, right? I, oh no, we can't say it. Oh, it's it's not nice. She's a, she's on the political right. Oh no, no, she's a she's a she's a woman. No, 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 none of that stuff. None of that stuff. She's fair game on things that get said. But for her existence, we're gonna no. Nah. It's so silly. And if it's jealousy, which you might be on something there. It might be jealousy. That's just pathetic. Pathetic. By the way, where are you on the uh, like Lenorangi? I like it on the rock. Really? Yeah. Mm. Pretty happy with it. I'm still doing it neat. There's a touch. Of, there's a just a slight going down. A slight going up, but it's it's easy. It is. You know what the problem with this, this is? Doesn't taste like scotch. Mm. The fundamental problem is that it doesn't taste like scotch. I can actually. Think of a couple of bourbons that 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 feel this way. I think the dovetail was one of them, which is done in the in the in the port cast. I think it is, but it's it's nice. Now, does that oh, it is nice? I don't want to take us down that road. That yeah. had like a plum kind of flavor yes. to it, didn't it? If yeah. I remember correctly, yeah. So that was more the the, the deep fruits, yeah. the dark fruits, as opposed to this, which is more citrus. But this is also flowery. This is very very nice. If you just want to have something to like. Add to the liquor cabinet. I can see it. I don't know if it's seventy five bucks. You got to be somebody who's already a fan of the scotches and be like, you know what? Because I'm a fan, I'm willing to give this a go. I, I think that's it. Is it lovely? Yes. Is it seventy five dollars in the liquor cabinet? Lovely? Huh? That's a, a question. Now, World Series come and gone. The Nationals win it in seven. Every game won on the road, and I can tell fingers by the look on your face. You didn't watch either. No, no. You know, and the, I, I don't know what happened to me when it, with baseball. I used to love baseball. Growing up, I would watch Detroit Tigers. Tigers. Oh, my gosh. Those 80s Tiger teams were so fun to watch. And I would watch a regular season game, and I would keep score on paper of the really? game. Oh, yeah. Loved it. Played high school baseball. Loved baseball. I just kind of fell out of love with it because... And a lot of... Well, I don't know how much you want me to get into this, but it's it's gotten a lot like the NFL where... They've taken a lot of stuff out of the game that I used to think was part of baseball. Like, you can't slide hard into the catcher anymore. Ooh, if you try to slide into second place base to break up a double play, and if you're, you go in a little too aggressively, you can be called out. It's like, well, that was part of baseball, and now that's not part of baseball anymore. But that's, that's where we are in, in 2019. That's they, where we are in a lot of sports. Yeah. Way too many sports. Hockey this. and football, too. The Nationals win. They're, of course, going to go to the White House, except for Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle has decided, he's a pitcher for the Nationals, that he won't be accepting the invitation because of the divisive behavior of President Trump. Here's the quote. There's a lot of things, policies that I disagree with. But at the end of the day, it has more to do with the divisive rhetoric and the enabling of conspiracy theories and widening the divide in this country. My wife and I stand for, collu- for inclusion... And acceptance. I said collusion. That's hilarious. <laughs> Freudian slip. Yeah. My wife and I stand for inclusion and acceptance. And we've done work with refugees, people that come from, you know, the blank hole countries, something that Trump uh, supposedly said. At the end of the day, as much as I wanted to be there with my teammates and share that experience with my teen- teammates, I can't do it. I just can't do it. So instead of going to the place where you could say to the president, cut it out with the rhetoric, you stay home. 
just add him to the long lines of completely and totally ridiculously woke people who aren't willing to do anything with it. That's LeBron James. LeBron James, I wouldn't meet with Trump. I'd meet with Barack, though. Well, you're brave, aren't you, LeBron? (laughs) While you're telling the people of Hong Kong, don't mind you dying, just don't let it interfere with my dollars. Right? Right. That's that's these people. This This is the woke. You have a chance to talk to somebody, you do it. There was a quote from Barack Obama the other day. Everybody was focused on the Michelle Obama quote, which was about white flight, and it was embarrassing. You know, white people escaping from uh, the places that were turning into black neighborhoods, and, and you know, that's created so many problems, and white people did this. You live on Nantucket. <laughs> you live in a, in a $15 million house. By the way, so worried about global warming and the, the oceans rising that you bought a house on the water. Well, that he's out there every day with a yardstick. Right. Monitoring the sea levels, Tony. God bless him for that. But the thing they didn't cover was uh, Barack Obama, who spoke about cancel culture. So cancel culture is when somebody does something and they go back and find all their old tweets and errant tweets and try to destroy them. It's what they did to Kevin Hart. It's what they did to the, uh, to the guy for, who, with, with the beer and the Venmo sign from Iowa who raised $3 million. He raised $3 million for a children's hospital. But no, he has two tweets that were totally disgusting from eight years ago when he was 16, and now they want to destroy him. $3 million. Eight years ago, he's writing despicable racist tweets. I agree. Two of them. Just two. But still two. Eight years later, he's, he's taking a moment where he held up a sign at a football game to say, people Venmo me money, which is like PayPaling him money. And people started doing that. And so he was like, you know what? I, he was like, I need more Bush Light. Send me money. He's like, I'm going to... Give this money to, to the local children's hospital. Bush Light and Venmo start matching it. It gets to $3 million. Then these tweets come out, and Bush Light is like, oh, we're not going to work with this guy anymore. Meanwhile, they named the day after him in Iowa. The guy is just fine, right? But they want to destroy him. because And look at the man he's become, and they want to still destroy him. So that's cancel culture. That's how it, 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 it kind of happens. You say the wrong thing. You're not inclusive enough. You're not kind enough. You're not good. Boom. We try and destroy you. And here's Barack Obama. Saying, you know, there's people out there who send out a tweet. And they're like, look how woke I am. We got to stop that. There are people out there you disagree with who love their kids, too. I'm paraphrasing Barack Obama. He was totally, totally, totally right. You know what's funny about that? As in the same conference, by the way, for the uh, nonprofit Obama Foundation. <laughs> it's the Obama Foundation. Not because for profit. That's because uh, Clinton Global Initiative yeah, was already taken. That's right. You had Michelle Obama with her controversial comments, which were, by the way, very wokey woke woke. Yep, talking about how white people were scared of black folks moving into the South Side of Chicago, and so they moved out. So here he's criticizing wokey woke wokeness, and then his wife gets up there and is wokey woke woke. Yeah, well, I don't think that ever came up in one of their dialogues personally. Well, clearly what needs to happen is I think the nonprofit Obama Foundation needs to raise funds to bring white people back to the south side of Chicago, Tony. There needs to be an initiative by the Obama Foundation to bring and then of course they'll be criticized for what the gentrification, Tony. You know, white people will come in and then property values will uh, increase and it'll push the residents that were there for decades either out. way either way they're the problem that's <laughs> funny how is the fingers foundation go- going along fingers foundation we just want to reach out and touch you that's right well we're working on that right now at the fingers institute of institutes oh, yeah? and uh, it's part of uh, it's a subsidiary of scam pack uh look for something in 2020 because <laughs> i need a beach house <laughs> <laughs> this is just this is a pitcher who missed his moment Missed his moment. You could have done something. Even if I disagree with you, you have an audience with the president. You could have walked right up to him. Not only may stop you and say, sir, I'm asking you to do this and here's why. Just right at him. You could have been that person. And instead, you're going to show how brave you are. Brave is going. Brave is being there and saying something. Like Ben Carson. Describe. When Ben Carson gave a speech in front of Barack Obama. Oh, yes. At the, it was at the prayer breakfast, yes. right? Yes. That, that, that is, 
Brave is not when Meryl Streep or Oprah Winfrey goes to the Golden Globes and talks about um, how we need to stand up for women in Hollywood. Brave would be all you actors and all you producers and all you people who looked the other way when Harvey Weinstein was bringing girls up to his hotel room and up to his up to other places in promises of film careers. All of you who looked the other way should be damn well ashamed of yourselves. You knew Hollywood knew. Hashtag we all knew. And I just I, I'm that would have been brave. It, I can't imagine if I ever got invited to the Barack Obama White House. There would have been, I can't think of any circumstance where I would have said no. There may have been a time where I said no and I would have been wrong. I would have been totally, totally wrong. When I think about, listen, I was no fan of his policies at all. I, I, honestly, at the end, I didn't like the man. I thought he was petty. I thought he was rude. I thought he was demeaning, really and truly. Um, but when I, when I hear something that's right, I'm, I, I, I will celebrate it because I want to encourage good behavior. So, so I do. Um, I would have been wrong. There was a time in my life where I would have in no way interviewed Hillary Clinton. Absolutely I would. And what, I, what I've come around to is the idea that the only way to do it is to be open to it, which is weird because I've always done it on the other side as someone being interviewed. If, I, if CNN reaches out, I go on CNN. If, if MSNBC, and I've done CNN and MSNBC, especially in that 2012 election season, I was doing that all the time. I would absolutely go on. No fear. I mean, we, we might disagree about things, but I'm willing to engage because I might get somebody who's watching. There's so, I may not, I'm not going to change the mind of Don Lemon. <laughs> But there's somebody who's watching who might be like, okay, that was at least interesting. Would you Maybe go on The View? I'd, yeah, totally go on The View. Absolutely I'd go on The View. Right now. Right now, just drop me in Joy Behar's lap. I would absolutely no, that, that, do it. I, don't, don't make me get sick. What? Squeamish. What? She's a very lovely woman. Very svelte. Okay. <laughs> but, I, I mean, I've, I've come around on that because it's the only way this is going to work. And that's why he's wrong. And it's not bravery to do that. You know, there are certain no. people, yes, I won't interview. There is no chance. I wouldn't allow Louis Farrakhan into my studio, into the cigar lounge, into my home. That's a disgusting, evil person. And I think Barack Obama has done great and, and, and a, a great disservice to America. I would still do the interview. I, 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 I reject the notion of anyone being called brave if they are sticking it to a Republican. If they're sticking it to, whether it's Ted Cruz or if it's um, Donald Trump, when you know you've got 85% of the media on your side and you'll be hailed as a hero. Hero for what? Staying home? I mean, I don't know what this cat's salary is, but I'm guessing he's a pretty rich athlete. Mm -hmm. There's nothing brave about a rich athlete saying, I'm going to uh, snub a Republican. How is nothing. that brave? It's and, not. You're right. I, it's, it's sickening to even use that word. We've watered down the word brave in 2000 and woke to where <laughs> everybody's brave. Oh, how courageous it was to stick it to Trump. Oh, please. Fanimation. <laughs> I'm sorry, how else could you segue? Fanimation, our great uh, ceiling fan sponsor, indoor or outdoor. We record at Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana, and throughout Blend, in all their locations, Nashville and Pittsburgh and in Houston, the ceiling fans all come from Fanimation, Fanimation.com. Whisper quiet, totally customizable, any blade configuration that you want in so many styles. It's really incredible. Uh, you want LED lighting? It's available. These motors can just handle anything all the time and never, ever make a noise. And they're beautiful. And they move the air so in such a terrific way. Like if you want it for your family room or your living room, you're going to be thrilled to have one of these ceiling fans right there in your home. It's going gonna, it's gonna to tie the room together. It's like the rug in Big Lebowski. That's how I, that's how I usually describe it. i got to find another way to describe it. I'm just a big fan of Fanimation. See what I did there? I'm a big See fan. See yeah. I'm a big fan. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fanimation.com. They come from Indiana. You can get them all over the country. You probably get all over the world. They'll just ship it to you. They don't mind. Fanimation. Fanimation.com. Great ceiling fans. Indoor, outdoor, whatever your need is. You can create it at Fanimation.com. So let's get into the smoke, shall we? Uh, the Davidoff Grand Crew, this is the Toro. Now, this is, uh, it's funny, it looks like it's for the faint of heart. It is not. 
for the faint of heart. So this is a six by 54. Six refers to six inches long. T. <laughs> and 54 is the ring gauge, how thick around it is. T. Stop it. So 64 would be a full inch around. So 54 is a nice size. That's where that's a nice comfort zone, 50 to 54 uh, for me. This is an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper with Dominican uh, throughout in the binder and the and and the and the and the filler. This is a solid medium, I'd say, uh, kind of of cigar. Uh, it's going to be a touch to the spicy with all that Dominican. It's also going to have a bit of a a nutty kind of thing going on there. When I say it's not for the faint of heart, and it's not because it's overpowering. It's because there's going to be a lot that's happening with it. And I would never recommend this for somebody who's just starting out. This is the Grand Cru CRU. Um, I would, and there's a whole series of them in the, in the Grand Cru. There's number one, there's number five. This is the Toro. Uh, I, would, I would suggest, especially at $25 a stick, maybe $30 a stick, depending on where you're at. Um, there are a lot of other ways I would go. This is my first time doing the, the, the crew. Davidoff, and it's partially because we record at Blend Bar Cigar, they're, they're a Davidoff lounge, so there's just this such a wide array of Davidoffs to choose from, we, we end up doing them. Very often we're, we're like, okay, we got to bring in a stick and try something different you're going to be hearing. Uh, you know, we, we've, we've done that throughout, and you'll hear about it in future podcasts, which, by the way, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, five-star review, write the review, Apple Podcasts, and please do that immediately, if not sooner. Um, this has a lot to it, because as I'm doing it right now, the spice is real. The spice is there. I don't have any level of sweet on this. And I would say that there's a almost a, it's not an earthy flavor, but almost a wood yeah. kind of flavor that's going on throughout. I got to tell you, Tony, I'm a fan. Yeah? Yeah. I really like this. And it's funny how, uh, you know, you mentioned that this was, it's not for the faint of heart. And, you know, we've been doing this podcast for over a year. And I've really been introduced to cigars doing this podcast. And I think a year ago, I would have shied away from something like this, where now this doesn't feel nearly as, I don't know if the, the, the right word is bold, uh, but it, it to me, this uh, the, the spice isn't, to me, as uh, pronounced as maybe I would have felt like it would have been a year ago, right. where it would have, maybe it would have bowled me over. I think for uh, someone who's more of a, uh, a cigar aficionado or someone who's experienced with cigars. Um, well, no, the podcast is, has expanded my horizons as well in, 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 in trying different things. There's almost a grassy touch yeah. uh, to, to this. With the uh, the Glen Morangi, the Glen Morange, uh, the Nectar d'Or, uh, it's it's a nice combo because this is very floral on the on the drink, and this is very very woodsy. It's 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 a it's a solid solid worthwhile combination. Um, if if I was going to recommend though, I would I would absolutely try the Nectar d'Or, and then when I was having the cigar, I would have a glass of water, and I would just sit on the back deck and allow yourself to try it. Like try not even to think about other things. Don't be scrolling through Facebook on your phone or anything else. Try it. There is a fair amount going on here, and it's rare. We've talked about cigars having like a wood flavor before. It's it's absolutely what I feel on the tongue, almost to a, to a grassy, almost to a hay. Going on right here. Oh, that's I'm like we're barely into it, but I'm enjoying it already. There's definitely a there's a tremendous amount of flavor, and it's multiple notes. Sometimes we've done cigars where it's just one note, and it's just punching you directly in the nose. There are multiple notes here, and this is this is pretty good. This is pretty good. Now everybody knows that we also uh, put videos out about the podcast, and you find them on my Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Tony Katz Radio. Facebook in the news because, of course, everybody hates Mark Zuckerberg, and <laughs> because he's a, he's a Cylon. He's a robot. Uh, I am no fan. But when he does something right, just like the Obama stuff, I applaud it. So he is getting questioned by every member of Congress about uh, privacy and, and, and about really about political ads and lying. And what are you going to do about the lying in political ads? Right? Because there was a political ad. I think it was from Trump. And it, it wasn't true. And so Elizabeth Warren put out a political ad that was clearly a lie to prove that Facebook isn't doing their job or something like that. And here's Representative Ocasio-Cortez yelling and screaming about how you can do anything about the lies. And what he says is, is that, uh, you know, I think that 
people should be able to read things for themselves of candidates they, they may or may not vote for and then make their own decision. Days after this happens, Twitter comes out, the CEO, Jack Dorsey, and says, no political advertising on Twitter whatsoever. <laughs> well, Zuckerberg wants to make money, and Jack wants to be woke. But really what's going on here is that Jack Dorsey is being proactive in censoring speech, and Mark Zuckerberg, who cares not about your privacy, which seems pretty obvious, is starting to come around to the idea that, wait a second, People have to be able to put ideas out into the sphere and because somebody else calls it a lie doesn't necessarily mean that it is. It might not be up to me and my woke people at Facebook to decide what is and isn't acceptable. And people are going nuts. You had Pete Buttigieg, mayor of South Bend, presidential candidate, Elizabeth Warren, a host of others saying that more and more people should do what, what Twitter is doing. And if not, we should look into this. It was Amy Klobuchar, the senator from Minnesota, who's like, we can't have these two tiers of systems. It has to be all the same. I, it doesn't have to be all the same. Of course not. And you're, I'm in a weird position of defending Mark Zuckerberg. But I always defend free speech, and I'm in favor of you being able to put up the ad that you want. And if the ad says we should go do harm to a person XYZ or group XYZ, I believe in taking it down. If you're pushing a, a, a policy, even if you don't like the policy, well, then that's something else. And if something's a lie, you know what I'm going to find out? That it's a lie because people check, double-check, and triple-check anything. The one thing I feel confident in is that everything gets checked, double-checked, and rechecked. It's that exact reason why I don't ever, when there's breaking news or whether there's a shooting or whatever the case may be, I don't start getting into the blame game because I know the story three days from now will be different. They right. always want to immediately, they're going to scream at the NRA and they're going to scream about firearms and they're scream about laws and three days, it'll be that the gun was stolen, the person was <laughs> in the country illegally. It was, it'll be this whole nine million things or they were here legally, of course, because they're a citizen, but the gun was taken illegally or the gun was absolutely purchased with all the background checks we just didn't know that this person was going to go do harm to another person and the sad part is the truth comes out later and doesn't have the legs of the initial reaction and the initial narrative that's been set i am not interested in being first i'm interested in being right and I've, i've told this to my radio audience a million times if you want somebody with a hot take when there's a when there's a tragedy when there's some find somebody else i'm not your guy i can't do it the 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 science is in that the story changes and the truth comes out three days later. Right. It's there. We have story after story after story on this. So I can't be giving you some hot take and some screaming at a politico. Or do, we're going to know what happened when we allow people to do their jobs and actually investigate. It's why the Las Vegas shooting is the most <laughs> I was, upsetting story in America. I was wondering if you were going to bring that up. I'm so mad. If you think for a second, there's not a conspiratorial bone in my body, fingers, Lloyd. Not a one. If you think I believe for a second that this guy, who's I don't use names, was able to get up to the whatever floor it was of the MGM, and we don't have video of this guy with any guns, and he was able to shoot at all these people at the Route 54 Harvest Festival there. I think it was the Route 54 Harvest Festival. I could have. Oh, I wrong. just know Country Music Festival. Right, Country yeah. Music Festival. You're out of your skull. I flat out do not believe it. And I want to know about this guy's girlfriend, and I want to know about the trips to, was it to the Thailand or the Philippines. You can't get me to say we don't know what his motive was. I'm sorry. I can find out anything on anyone at any time. This guy, we don't know the motive. I can't buy it. I don't believe it. I don't believe uh, the, the, the sheriff there uh, of Clark County. Uh, I, I, I don't believe a single person in this story. I know I'm being lied to. And again, that's, I don't, I, there are no conspiracy theories in me, but holy hell. And where's the media? I don't know. I, I mean, the, the media will go to go back to that story you're talking about that kid in Iowa raising $3 million. They got uh, people digging to see what his tweets were when he was 16 years old. But we don't know this guy. Nobody knew this guy. Nobody had an inkling. Nobody tells a story. Did he have an ex-girlfriend? What about a, We knew about a brother. What do we know? They haven't done anything. They haven't done anything. Why was that story buried? It's awful. It's all, and, and I feel for those people who, who have family members who, yeah. who died or, or who got injured. Great. There's this big settlement with MGM. It was $800 million or whatever. It was it's an insane number. What is... I want to know what happened. Yeah, so let me take a moment, because this wasn't part of the plan. Uh, I think Trevor Noah is a punk from The Daily Show. Uh-huh. And uh, proved it. 
Now, whether he's funny or not funny, I'll leave that to other people. Trevor Noah has uh, Hillary Clinton on the show. And uh, so he says, so uh, Hillary, um, uh, how I'm doing Nor- all of a sudden, all of a sudden Trevor Noah's Norm MacDonald. Uh, uh, so Hillary. And, and crack whore. Uh, you're, uh, you're, not, uh, you're not president. Uh, uh, that's a shame. Because uh, cause, cause you ran. You ran twice. Twice to be president. And then uh, and now, now you're... Uh, now you're now you're talking to me, so that uh, that clearly means that uh, that the president thing didn't uh, didn't work out so well. Uh, that's uh, I'm only assuming because you're uh, you're talking to me right now. That's that's the best impression that I do. It's not. I also do a Chuck Schumer. And I don't even know if that one's good. It just makes me happy. So he says to Hillary Clinton. So um, how'd you kill Jeffrey Epstein? And then they proceed to laugh. And he talks about, what do you do with all these conspiracy theories about you and killing people? First, there's a lot of weird deaths that happen with Hillary. Yeah. Second, Jeffrey Epstein was a child sex trafficker, and people knew it. And somebody went to that island, and somebody was on that plane, the Lolita Express. And somebody knows that he was with these young girls. And then he had this female assistant who was at um, uh, uh, Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Everybody knows everybody, and nobody knows anything. This guy dies because there are two guards, one of them who isn't even a guard. Both of them are asleep, and the video cameras just don't work. Stop it. Stop it. I'm not going to buy in. Oh, my God, I'm one of these people. I'm one of these true crime people all of a sudden. (laughs) But you can't get me to buy in here. And they're joking about it. That is the – it's a scumbag move. And and to, to to let Hillary Clinton, you know, somehow have some level of defense. I want to know what Bill Clinton knew and when he knew it. Oh, that's the thing. If you're going to ask, if you're going to ask her a Jeffrey Epstein question, that's the question that needs to be asked. And but right. and, and, he, and the thing is, I don't expect that question to be asked by Trevor Noah. It's it's not like there's been a shortage of Hillary Clinton interviews in the last year. Somebody should have been asking her that question long before that. But he went the other way. I know. If he's going to ask the question, man up, kid. Ask the question. No. You want to joke about it. There's nothing to joke about here. There is no, there's nothing funny about Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, And I've said this. I'll say it again. If Donald Trump knew about the island, Donald Trump has to leave office and never be heard from again. And that goes for everybody in Hollywood. There was a dinner when Jeffrey Epstein first got out of jail when he was in jail in Florida. And it wasn't long enough. And so uh, what's his name? Acosta, the, the, the then labor. He wasn't the labor secretary. Was he the labor secretary? And he was the, the, the uh, district attorney or the whatever attorney he was down in Florida. He had to leave because it wasn't a long enough sentence. There was a dinner in his New York house. You know who was at that dinner? Chelsea Handler. You know who's at that dinner? Katie Couric. You know who was at that dinner? George Stephanopoulos. This was the guy they chose to have dinner with. There really are two sets of rules You're in, not in, in, in America. Well, none of these people knew. I'm telling you, you give me any level of proof that George Stephanopoulos knew about the island, throw that guy off ABC and never allow him back in the public eye. The fact that any media elite would have been friends with Matt Lauer. You can't tell me that those stories about Matt Lauer weren't being circulated for years about what kind of person Matt Lauer was. Oh, with the with the all, with, all uh, the sex and everything. Oh else? yeah, and the, the, the creeping the, and the, yeah, the the creepy James Bond door lock with the button okay, on Okay, wait, wait, wait. From what I know about the door lock, that's supposed to be a security feature. So if there's an incident in the building, they can lock the door. They don't have to run to it. That's what I thought it was. I'm not. Don't look at me like that. Fingers away. He's looking at me with this bitch, please look in his <laughs> eyes. Like who are you, Tony? You're not that naive, yeah. right? That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought that button was for. What he put the button on you? Is what? that what? I was <laughs> oh, young. Um, but but that he used it in that way. Okay, you're not going to disagree. If you're sending your associates sex toys, you know, because you think it's funny, there's something wrong with you. There is something definitively, definitively wrong with you. Um, but yeah, there's another guy. You clearly knew there was a problem and nobody said anything. Nobody said anything because the money's too good. We got, I've, the Me Too movement, which is now dead, by the way. The Me Too movement died with Katie Hill. Yeah. I always said... And I say it again. Why do I have to say it like that? If, if, 
if you want to tell me that we should do something about people in power using their power to subject people uh, to to objectify people or to or to basically get people to use their bodies the way they want or use their minds the way they want. So, for example, if you're somebody who has power and you're telling somebody have sex with me or you're fired, that's wrong. If you have power over somebody and you're telling somebody you're not allowed to speak out about your conservative beliefs, otherwise you're fired, which happens in Hollywood time, that is also wrong. You're not allowed to coerce the body. You're not allowed to coerce the mind. Right? I think that's, I think that's something we should all be like, yeah, let's not have that uh, in the world. Katie Hill. So that's the representative from California. And she's the one with the pictures of herself naked in her office, congressional office. She's brushing the hair of a female staffer who she's in a sexual relationship with, with her also now estranged husband. And she allowed someone to take pictures of her. And so she resigns because of these photos, and she's claiming misogyny and double standard and, and, and cyberbullying and revenge porn. Now listen, somebody may have released the photos and it's revenge porn. Go after them. Fine. But you don't have to resign because you have a relationship with somebody. You had a relationship First, you allowed somebody to take naked pictures of you while you're brushing your staffer's hair. That that judgment is so awful, you have to go. Well, that you know, here's the thing that nobody's brought up, and it, it maybe let me play devil's advocate for a second. That could have been taken on the slick. Oh, oh there are God. there are other pictures. There's a picture of her naked with a bong. She knew pictures were being taken. It wasn't on the slick as I see it. The bigger story is she's having a sexual relationship with a female staffer. It's not that it's a female staffer. It wouldn't matter. And that goes against the Me Too movement. You're not allowed to have a sexual relationship with somebody you have dominion over. And all of a sudden, we have multiplicities of media saying, oh, that's, that, that's fine. What's really wrong here is that Jennifer Van Lahr, who wrote the story over at Red State, well, she, she, you know, she works for, she's worked for conservative candidates before, and she's on the political right. She writes at Red State. <laughs> What gave it away? And Jennifer Lahr is getting death threats. She doesn't deserve a single one of those things. I know Jennifer. Right? She's built herself up as a reporter. She's not shy about who she is. You mean, you mean Katie Hill is allowed to be uh, an, 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 uh, a, a bis- bisexual or lesbian and have this sexual relationship with a staffer? That's fine. But Jennifer Van Lahr isn't allowed to have political leanings? But the story, it, no one is refuting the story. The story is accurate. Every last word to the stories so far have been accurate. But if the Me Too movement wants to be serious, they have to demand that, Je- that, that, that Katie Hill be out. And they didn't. Nobody has. And that's why the Me Too movement is dead. I am sick and tired of people who are members of Congress claiming to be a victim and turning themselves into victims. I, look, I don't care who Katie Hill sleeps with. None of my business. But when you start abusing your authority and abu- abusing your position and, and sleeping with subordinates when it's against House rules, by the way, and it's against House rules for a reason, that's why she's no longer a congressman. And I'm tired of playing victim. Now you're seeing people going after Jen Van Lahr, like you said, and they're making out Katie Hill to be some sort of victim and you're not a victim in those situations and and the claim that oh she's bisexual and this is why all this is coming out and no man would be treated that way as if if BuzzFeed had pictures of Dan Crenshaw naked in a chair brushing the hair of a a male staff of a male staff oh those pictures wouldn't be on the internet oh the LA Times is crucifying Red State right now they would be uh, putting BuzzFeed up for a Pulitzer Prize if, if they would have broke that same story if it were Dan Crenshaw or, or Ted Cruz. And that double standard is so easy to understand. We Everybody sees it and gets it, and you're 100% right. But the Me Too movement is over. It's It has come and gone. They are never allowed again to anywhere come near some level of, of credibility. Katie Hill should have resigned, and I hope she stays away from public office, and I don't feel bad for her for what she did. That she might have an abusive ex-husband? Man, that's awful. And I only hope, I only hope in her... Listen, uh, I have no way of knowing. If she has an abusive ex-husband, I'm glad she got out, and I hope she leads a happy life on that front. But I'll never, ever think that she has a case. How am I supposed to know that she had an abusive husband? Everything she's said about this so far has been a lie. She's just claiming that she's had an abusive husband. Is there there some sort of paper trail track record that we I'll wait for that to come out I I would like to know because so far in this story she has lied and lied and lied and lied but where we do have a paper trail is that Bill Clinton did a lot with Jeffrey Epstein 
And there's Trevor Noah not asking Hillary Clinton, did you know Jeffrey Epstein? Did you have any inkling? Did you know anything? Did your husband know anything? Did your husband ever go to the island? You're going to ask the questions, ask the questions. You're going to joke about child sex trafficking? You're a scumbag. And that's the story. People are like, oh, my God. <laughs> Did you see where Trevor asked about Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> right, like, like she had him killed. That's so funny. That's not funny. There's no part of it that's funny. We're really screwed up. Oh, and, and what did he do? He humanized Hillary Clinton in that situation. I mean, Jimmy Fallon is still being criticized for tugging on Donald Trump's hair. Right. And meanwhile, you got Trevor Noah asking a, a question like that. And once again, it just the double standard is just gross. We are a third through uh, this Toro, this uh, Davidoff Grand Crew Toro 6x54. Where are you with this, fingers? What are you thinking? Some lovely ash got going on. It's I, I know. good white on the ash. Yeah, Actually, it's I'm, more of a light gray. I'm very happy with the cigar. And um, listen, we've had so many good sticks between the 7 and $12 range where it's always been, for me, wow, you know, uh, as a uh, budget cigar smoker. It would take a lot for me to jump up to the $25 stick, $30 stick range. I I think I would pay it for this. I'm really enjoying really? it. Really? Yeah, I'm really enjoying it. The funny thing is, listen, um, I don't know if it's the lighting on uh, in the room because it is rather dark uh, in, in blend right now. Uh, the, the wrapper color, we've had some, and correct me if I'm wrong, we've had some other cigars that was, I believe, a Connecticut. Right. That was a lighter color. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me. But are all Davidoffs this color? No, 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 no. You, 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 you'll find them in different shades and different uh, gradations. Uh, this is an Ecuadorian uh, a wrapper right here. Um, and don't get me wrong. This comes as as a box of twenty five. I mean, you buy a box, you're going to be five six hundred bucks uh, on 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 this cigar. Um, I don't know if it's in my $25 range, but if it's, if it's there for me. Because I think, for me, I like more the earth kind of flavors. I like more of, of the leathers. But it's burning just beautifully. The feel is fantastic. I actually think it's a touch too soft. Like, almost the humidification is just too much on this. I would like it, for lack of a better word, a touch tighter. Or maybe, maybe I want to say a touch stiffer. I'm not. Go ahead. Tee. Um, but the draw is super easy. The draw is absolutely super easy. The cigar is fun, and it is different. So, if you want to talk about expanding the palate, sure. If you like those kinds of woods and 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 the spices there, but it's it's just it's just a blending in. It's much more of the woody. It's much more of the woody for me than 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 spicy. Give this a go. Absolutely, give it a go. But again, not a, a, not a golf course cigar like you you like to bring that up you know oh, this is definitely no, 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 a special get on the back deck and 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 smoke it and enjoy I it i wouldn't even do this after the game uh, this would not even be a clubhouse cigar for me i w- this is a cigar that you got that that you should for lack of a better word do alone be like okay i'm just gonna allow myself to to enjoy this and what is it that i'm getting out of it like when you go take a look at a piece of art Right, and you just want to stare at it for a while. What is it saying to you? What is it doing for you? What is it? What is it telling you? That's this cigar, and very rarely do I run into those where it's like, okay, you want to take your time. Um, the, the the Royal Salomonis is a cigar you should take your time with, and it's also a two hour cigar at a hundred bucks a stick. The Royal Salomonis at a hundred bucks a stick, I would do this at twenty five. I'm not so sure, hmm. but it's my flavor profile. Now I'm into the second, third, and maybe things will change. As as we go along, but I'm not I'm not going to deny that it's interesting, and that it's, and that it, it's unique and it's well well put together. I'm, I'm I'm appreciative of it for sure. Yeah, there's been no struggle to keep this thing lit. No, any, uh, which is the most annoying thing in the world. Oh yeah, it is. When it, when it, when a cigar does not stay lit, so far this has just been beautiful. Kelly Clarkson, John Legend, they have redone Baby. It's cold outside. What did you just do? Did you just ash on yourself? Did you ash on your computer? No, but uh, close. Well, close is, close is fine. Ashing on your computer is terrible. Uh, I like Kelly Clarkson. She can sing. I find her very normal. I find Kelly Clarkson, uh, you know, she's like, you know what? This is what I weigh. I'm not interested in trying to compete on that level. I think I could do it with my voice, and she has. She's got a talk show now. I've never seen it. She's a daytime talk show. Kelly Clarkson. I like her. I like her. I don't necessarily like her. I'm not like I'm buying her music all the time. 
I recognize that that girl has a voice that is spectacular. John Legend has a voice that is spectacular, but his politics are just miserable. Mm. And he makes himself political so often that I just can't. There's nothing to enjoy. And his wife is Chrissy Teigen, the model. I just can't. I can't. It's just just too much uh, for me. Oh, that song, All of Me, it sounds like when he... He's crooning. It sounds like a baby seal is being beaten. Wow. That is just unnecessary. Unnecessary. And what a way to treat baby seals. Right? In this day and age. In in 2000 and woke. He has rewritten the words to Baby It's Cold Outside, which I thought we had passed this nonsense. So the problem they say with Baby It's Cold Outside, which is a song from the 40s. It was in uh, the movie, uh, was it Neptune? Oh, what was the what was the movie? Because it because it won an Oscar. Neptune's uh, Daughter, nineteen forty nine. Oh, Porky's Three. No, thought, it, no, it, no. It, it wasn't it, in Porky's Three. Not no. okay. Um, yeah, it won the uh, Oscar for Best Original Song in Neptune's Daughter, nineteen forty nine. So one of the lines is, "Say what's in this drink, baby? It's cold outside." And people are like, "Oh, it's a rape song. It's about this guy who's trying to get this girl to stay here, and he may have drugged her so he can rape her." That's not what the song's about. The song is about a man and a woman who wanna. You know, but she's worried about the scandal it might create, and she wants to be convinced to stay. That's what this the song was written by a guy by the name of Frank Lesser in 1944. And the song was a song that he and his wife would sing at parties. He they would sing this song, and it was just this lovely song. Dean Martin kind of made it even even more famous and Dean Martin's daughter still sings the song. It's like, it's a cute flirtatious song and I'm not going to give it up. This is a ridiculous thing that uh, Clarkson and John Legend have done. R- radio, and I think station, it's John Legend. radio stations are refusing to play the song now because yeah. they're woke. It was So it started with a station in Cleveland. W-O-K-E. Uh-huh. Radio. Uh, no, D-O-K. <laughs> you were close. <laughs> they, a, li- a listener was concerned about the lyrics. And so they dropped the, the whole song. A ridiculous thing to do. So they changed some of the lyrics of the song. And, um, and it's, it's the idea of, um, you know, we're not going to promote, you know, that kind of what's in this drink. And, uh, you know, I really can't stay and I'll call you a cab and whatever. What? what? Are, you, are you ready for the lyrics? Yeah, I'm ready, please. What will my friends think, Kelly Clarkson? Is, leads it off with and, and, and John Legend says I think they should rejoice If I have one more drink It's your body And your choice I saw punch myself in the face So many times It's so wrong Because it's ob- They should know better They should know what the song is about They should know the song's history This is what they do And yet it's so much easier to be woke and try and rewrite history. We shouldn't rewrite history. It's wrong to rewrite history. I don't expect this from Kelly Clarkson and John Legend. I would expect this from some washed-up singer teaming up with some other washed-up singer trying to get some publicity, some cheap cheap publicity. But to have two superstars do this... If they don't want to pay attention to what the song's about, if they don't want to actually, um, like, do do the do the learning, if they don't want to actually defend it. That's that's on them. But they look less than they look small by doing this. I don't. I, there's no need to rewrite this song in some kind of woke woke way. It's it's just it's it's clear that you're doing it for the money. It's clear that you're doing it because you'll have some people like, oh, this is so great. Oh, you're 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 so caring and you're so loving. It's not. It's 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 bastardizing history. And tell me another place where we should do this, where we should somehow um, not recognize uh, history and and change things just because it's silly. These things happened, and this song is not the rape song. Pathetic. It's pathetic on, on both their parts. It's, it's so sad. I mean, it's such a cute song. And, you know, it, it harkens back to a simpler time, Tony. I mean, I picture Dean Martin Christmas specials where you, you, Dean Martin's singing the song. And, and, and now we're, we're, we're analyzing, we're overanalyzing everything. Everything has to be political now and no see but it's but it's beyond political they had to prove how woke they were how aware they were how much they care 
and they did it by totally ignoring history. Like that's how they did it. They they didn't say they didn't say you know what here's what the song means. They didn't like do the song and then do like a ten minute hey here's what we learned about the song here's what people are saying about the song here's what we know and here's who we spoke to that would have been a lot more interesting. No, they rewrote the song because it was easy because they could get a couple million people to download it and that's all that matters and to and to hell with history because narrative is more important than facts, Tony. Yes. And that's what the narrative is now on this song for a lot of people, is that it's a rapey song. And, and it's, it's ridiculous. Uh, that is Fingers Malloy. Uh, find him at FingersMalloy.com. Facebook, Fingers Malloy Radio. Uh, find me, uh, Tony Katz Radio, on Facebook, TonyKatz.com. Twitter and Instagram, Tony Katz, Backbone Bourbon. They are sensational people. Great sponsors. You're going to love it. And Fanimation, Fanimation.com for all your ceiling fan needs. These people are just... You're, you, oh. Oh, going to make the room, going to tie it together so well. And, of course, Blend Bar Cigar, Indianapolis, Indiana. They're in Houston. They're in Pittsburgh. They're in Nashville. you got to check it out for yourself. The, the greatest cigar lounge there is out there. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, on Google Play. But subscribe to the podcast, Eat, Drink, Smoke, on Apple Podcasts. Write a review. Leave a five-star review. Do that immediately. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. <laughs>